Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to the Run Dot Down over here post game show over here on the Strickland Podcast Network as well as Strickland YouTube channel as you're reviewing it right now. Knicks win in overtime with a score of 134 to 131 over the Charlotte Hornets to reach um, a season record of three and one. Jalen Brunson was the star of the night with a stat line of 27, seven rebounds, 13 assists um, on 10 for 15 shooting, um, including a bunch of clutch baskets, including some clutch threes. Um, one that helped tie the game in the fourth quarter, as well as one that um, gave us the lead in the um, in overtime for a short bit. Um, but yeah, this was this was a masterclass performance by Jalen Brunson. I mean, 13 assists. There were just some of these assists that were just like spectacular, like awestruck passes that we haven't seen in the garden since like mark jackson days or whatever it is but like sugar ray richardson maybe like that's the problem like that pass to mitch where like that was he special. thinks out two guys throws it back and then like tilts his head while he's passing it and mitch just gets it underneath wide open that is probably the best pass i've seen from a nick player in a decade like that was special that, that was, was special. a special performance man but this this win was an ugly one, as you are probably wondering, why did the Knicks go to overtime with the Charlotte Hornets that are missing Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, who's in prison, or at least should be in. Um, and yeah, you're probably wondering, why did the Knicks have, a, have to be in a dogfight with this Charlotte Hornets team? Um, we will get into all of that, and hopefully your comments will help guide us um, through that as well. But... Do we want to start with the good, the bad, the ugly? Where do we want to start? Because there was a lot of bad and ugly in this game. I mean, I think we just need to call, keep talking about Jalen because that was – like, that's the game where Knicks fans don't know who you are. And I think a lot of Knicks fans are like – Or just NBA fans brother? in general too. Right. Like, you're like, okay, you signed this guy from Dallas. What are you doing here? Like – overpaid yada yada blah 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 that's the game that you pull up and like when you're retiring his jersey in like 15 years and you're like yeah that's why like they got him that's the game where like the front office looks like geniuses because they went out and got this dude and leon rose is like flaunting his connections and nepotism because he was able to get this guy who's gonna realistically secure the point guard position for the team for the next decade so like that that's a way to introduce yourself to the fan base. That's a way to get your jerseys bought. Like that's yeah, yeah, I, I got him a couple of endorsements. Like that game got him cop myself a, a JB jersey and not going like to. he probably made a couple of million off of that. <laughs> so man pull out the pullover man. He said he on the team. <laughs> yes sir. Yes sir. <laughs> But yeah, Jeff, how'd you how'd you feel about yeah, JB's I mean, performance? I think the best part about it is there really isn't a like dispute or question about the pecking order. Like even Randall is fully bought into like like some people might say like oh I didn't like a few of the shots Randall can't, Randall took down the stretch, 
But the thing is, is that they all came off of Brunson being doubled. They were all him reacting. There was never one time when like Randall like called his own number. And what do you expect from Randall when the shot clock's going down and he gets the grenade because Brunson needs a bailout option? Like, yeah, you wish some of them would have gone in, but I did, I personally didn't have a qualm with any of Randall's yeah. uh, actions down the stretch even. Like, I, I, I thought I thought his defense w- wavered a bit. Um, but the whole hey, team's defense. But, I mean, he played, he played 40 minutes unnecessarily again, and his backup played 13, so... Yeah, I mean, it's tough to have max energy when your coach doesn't trust a really good player who the team always plays well with on the court for whatever reason, but I guess we can talk about that later. Um, Brunson is just so clearly in charge and the floor general, and it's crazy what a big deal that is down the stretch of these games because we're not doing anything different play-wise. We're not. It's not like, oh, all of a sudden we have this, like, spurs like beautiful basketball but when you have someone you can trust with the ball in his hands that you know can get a decent look whenever he wants it's just such a big difference maker yeah for sure and um the randall thing to go to the randall point um for me i i i um nemo who's in the stream right now he um replied to one of my tweets and he said um because i i i obviously loudly criticized randall for smoking layups in the clutch and I did it for both him and RJ because it's just at this point, it's ridiculous for both of them to be like that bad in a crunch time with the ball in their hands. I mean, RJ is like, he's more like, he hasn't always, he like last year, he was pretty good in the clutch. So like, this is not an indictment on him, like for his overall career, but we know what Randall is at this point in his career in this time of the game. But for me, I said that it's like, JB and the Knicks, they have to know their personnel. So, like, they have to know who's who's going to be the best bailout option um, if JB does get doubled. And, like, what are some, like, other counters? What are some other ways that we can go about that so it's not always Julius Randle? Because I felt like every time that he got doubled, it was always Randle that was the bailout option. I feel like we can maybe switch that around, try didn't different Randall, options. Didn't Randall hit, like, the biggest shot of the game? Well, besides the Brunson three, didn't Randle hit the shot to make it 134-131? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I disagree with you here, Sam. Like, I, I, I mean, me and you are pretty. I, I don't think I'm as down as him on him as you are, but I like Randall as a reactor. I like Randall's size and and ability to get to the basket. And when he's operating in a four on three situation or three, yeah, four on three situation, I don't know that I'd rather have anybody other than him having the ball in his hands. Um, that's my opinion, at least on this roster. If you want to say that we should make a roster change, okay. But I mean, for me, it's in in crunch time. I we just know what he is at this point. So it's like I'm like, yeah, super I mean, we're just, always, we're just always going to disagree because I don't really believe in that. Like, I don't, I don't believe that Julius Randall forgets how to play basketball because it's a certain time in the basketball game. So I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that I, I just don't, I don't really believe in that uh, too much. So, and I mean. He again. He hit the shot tonight when in the situation we're talking about. So one shot sample size, but and I mean that shot was like under the basket too. So it's like right. Yeah, that's what you want. That's what. Yeah, but I'm talking about like him catching the ball at the top of the key, creating for himself all that. That's exactly bailout stuff. 
That's I'm exactly like, that's that we don't we don't need that in the. I'm in pretty the, sure like time. he caught the top of the key, dribbled, yeah. got the dude up, and then like was able to finish through contact. And if I, he probably missed it and I got the footback, but either way, he was able to score the basket in that moment. I also think you have to think about the fact that like now Brunson is setting him up, so like those crunch time looks and those clutch time buckets probably get a little bit more better because now there's more like there's something actually creating those looks instead of him having to do it from like a one four flat. Um. Yeah, like, I feel, like, if there's a bailout option, like, I will trust Randall over RJ, because I don't really trust, like, RJ was smoking bunnies again, like, they were both smoking bunnies, but, like, RJ had, like, two on, like, a fast break that he just smoked, and then, like, the jumper is what it is, it's, like, hit and miss, and I'm just, like, at that point, I'd probably just take Randall by default, because... I mean, for me, with RJ, the sample size is larger in the clutch of what he can do. So I'm going to trust that over Randall any day, to be honest. I know, like, his season start hasn't been the best for RJ. But, I mean, going back to, like, these past two seasons in the clutch, RJ's sample size of, like, converting baskets is way, way larger and way more efficient. So I'm going to always trust that more than Randall. And we know the coach isn't going to do that, but that's who I trust. Um, let's go on to the ugly and the bad of tonight's game, which was a lot of the game, including the defense that Charlotte, um, was able to exploit, including a lot of back cuts. Um, good. The driving kick was just like our kryptonite tonight somehow. And I think that just goes back to the point of attack defense being like really bad with JB and Fournier there. Um, but having both of them is just not a recipe for success for, like if this team really wants to be a playoff team and with the stretch that we have going forward um, teams, they'll look at this tape and they'll be able to see what they can do to the Knicks and it'll work every time because that's just the personnel that we have out there. But um, yeah, I mean, Charlotte's main success tonight was driving kick threes. We had guys like DSJ um, Kelly Oubre driving in, kicking out to guys like PJ Washington. He was killing us from three. Um, The McDaniels brother was killing us from three. Ubre killed us a couple times, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a bad team that's doing this to us. Imagine when we face the upcoming teams that we have in the Bucks, the Cavs, um, and whoever else that we have coming up. But yeah, I would also say like they were hitting the shots of their life that game. Like true, the, the shot making that like Dennis Smith Jr. had. Like I swear to God, he was Chris Paul tonight. Like, and was- that's how it's gonna look against better teams. But the thing is, like, some of those shots made no sense, and they were, like, well-contested. But, like, you saw, like, Jalen like, McDaniels got, like, a straight-up two banked-in threes. Like, Jenna Smith Jr. got, like, a couple banked-in middies. Like, it was kind of nuts, how, the shots that we're getting. And I, I agree with your point, but also, like, this team was missing straight-up buddies, and they were also, like, get, the Hornets were also just getting some stupid-ass luck on their shots. So, like... I'd be yeah. very interested to look at the shot quality because I, I tweeted the exact same thing like uh, halfway, halfway, halfway through the game. I couldn't agree with you more, Tyrese. Like, it just felt like it was crazy that the game – until the starters came back in in the fourth quarter, I actually I, – I thought the Knicks like almost completely dominated that game. I actually think Charlotte – you could make the argument that they outplayed the Knicks from like five minutes on. 
and the and it wasn't so much shot lock and there were shut shot lock luck excuse me um and it was more exposing some cracks in the foundation of the Knicks and what they do late in games. But for the first 40 to 43 minutes of the game, it's crazy that the Knicks didn't have, you know, like a, uh, a double digit lead. Well, I mean, they did, they did get a double digit lead a couple of times. It was just like, they kept creeping back into it because we kept giving them like those easy baskets here and there. Um, those one-off baskets that they were able to get, um, and then, yeah, from there, like you said, as soon as it got to like that last couple, like those last couple minutes, that's when it was really like Charlotte was like, it, they weren't even hitting the BS shots anymore. It was just like they were just getting, you know, quality looks and they converted. And, you know, like they said, they exposed the cracks in our defense, which is a concern long term, um, as long as Quentin Grimes is still out, um, that Fournier is most likely going to be the starter. And that point of attack defense in the starter unit is going to be something that teams can feast on. Um, and like I said, this is a this is a Charlotte team that was hitting every lucky shot. Imagine when we face a, a better team that ends up having a net like that. And we've, we've, we've seen this happen before, like last year. I mean, the Bucks when Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton came into Madison Square Garden and fucking lit us up like crazy. Like, even good teams will have those nights against us too. So if a bad team is exposing it and having a good night, then you can bet damn sure that some good teams are also gonna have some um nights like that and i think we play a lot of these good teams on at at home too so it's gonna be a good test for the knicks early in the season i think by the way sam i just just because i'm always trying to you know keep myself honest um the last two seasons um in clutch situations which are defined by five minutes left in the game up or Mm -hmm. down five randall has shot 37 percent and 38 percent and RJ shot 43% and 47%. So you were you were correct. Yeah. There. Uh and and interestingly enough, the year before the year Randall was really good, Randall took double the shots. So there's at least some argument that like, okay, he was great. He had like he was just crazy carrying a crazy usage and like, you know, he was facing lots of double teams. But RJ actually had a higher usage in cl- crunch time last season, which is really surprising to me based on what we saw. I that's really interesting to me that RJ I think it probably came from like the latter half of the season when he really got the ball in his hands more. Yeah. I think that really like outweighs it because early in the season I remember like Randall did have the ball a ton in in clutch in crunch time. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, even on shooting more shots he was slightly sl- slightly more efficient, so. Yeah. So go. that's why I I trust Rand I trust um not Randall I never trust Randall trust RJ more in those situations just because like I said the sample size is a bit larger, um but we'll see how the team you know adjusts because I think um the the one thing that also concerns me too is Thibs with um Fournier if Fournier is not in foul trouble does he close the game out with Fournier because like I feel like he only put Cam in because Fournier fouled out and he wanted to match length because he was not going to put quickly back in. So what do we think about that? It's really, it's really, it's really quite scary. Sorry, Tyrese. Um, I, I'm not going to bash him for going to cam because. No, I thought it was a good move. Even though I think quickly has the length to handle what was going to be thrown at him. It's um, Uber. It's not fucking like. Right. Quickly, uh, <laughs> quickly would have been fine. Um, cam is better than nothing, you know, like he's a young guy too. And he was having a fine game. Um, Although man, you guys were so right. I can't believe I'd never noticed it before. 
anytime he dribbles, it's a disaster. I don't understand. He had like three of those. He's too cool. He's too cool. He's too cool for school when he dribbles. He had three of those turnovers tonight. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, what is happening? Yeah, look, literally, <laughs> the first touch, he would get it, dribble, and they would either strip him or he'd dribble it off his fucking foot. Like, dude, dude it's bad. And like, he has Nerlens Noel hands. Whatever Nerlens had for the last two years, somehow Cam Reddish is contagious. Cam Reddish fucking got it, and now every time he touches the ball, he just dribbles it, it and it goes off his fucking dick. It was bad. <laughs> um... I, I obviously would have gone to quickly. Um, I think it's ridiculous that it's year three and quickly has a bunch of, or not a bunch. He has two like bad turnovers, which were bad turnovers and just gets the hook. Like that annoys me because quickly played a really good game. Not a really good game. He played a fine game, mm-hmm. but he was very good defensively. But if you're not going to go to quickly, okay, Cam's fine. Um, Fournier should never have been in that game. And we saw why. And it's crazy that it went to him. You can't like get fooled by Fournier making some shots. He's a good offensive player. He's going to have nights like those. But when the game slows down, Fournier's offense is like all he does is stand there. They never, ever use his biggest advantage over all these players, which is secondary initiation. He never gets those touches ever. They never run side pick and roll. They never do anything besides high single screen and roll with Alec Burks are now Brunson like that's what they do so you have to figure out who's going to play best off those guys and can Fournier catch and shoot yes he can but quickly and Cam can both catch and shoot too and they're way better defenders it's crazy that he went back to Fournier that is very very uh we should be on alert because Grimes is going to come back soon and we just have to pay attention to what he does when Grimes comes back for sure Terry said you feel about the Fournier decision. Like, I can understand the defensive concerns about it, but at the same time, offensively, he was probably their second best player tonight. Like, he was the only person who could actually hit shit offensively. Like, I think down the stretch, it kind of played. Like, I'm honest. Like, like during that, what? Let's say second Sun was a turnstile. Like it, it, yeah, it, no, he, it negated all offensive like utility I, I, that he. I had. agree, but dude, he had, three, like, dude he had three more points than quickly on five more shots, and he had less assists. He was better than quickly offensively. Get out of here. I'm talking about the shooting wise, like offensively. Yeah, I'm t- okay. I should have said better. Like he was the only person, like aside from Brunson, for like a good bit, who was scoring and like that kind of second half kind of lull in the action. Um. My thing is just like I, I don't hate it as much as you guys do. I just wish that like I I definitely think he deserved a quicker hook. But at the same time, I didn't hate it because that team like nobody was playing defense. Like I understand the merit of like where you want somebody in who plays defense, but when nobody plays defense, I'm like okay with the idea of just like you know what, if we're gonna be a shootout, just make it a shootout. Um, maybe that's just me subscribing to a very like kind of like variance ideal. I don't know, but like. To me, I was just like, okay, if we're just gonna shoot out, let's shoot out. So, yeah, like I was not, I wasn't like too beat up over the whole Fournier thing. He did have it going for a bit, and then he kind of like started to lose it defensively, and then fouled out, which is really rough. And then, yeah, so losing it implies he ever had it defensively. Okay. <laughs> I mean, true, true, true. Like, I mean, he, he saw like solid effort tonight, and the problem was like he would show really solid effort, get a really nice stop, and then like his recovery would just be ass, and then he'd end up fouling. And I'm just like, you had it for like 23 seconds, 
Like yeah. he's playing lockdown defense with like Kelly Olynyk or like um, Dennis Smith Jr. I remember that that one play Dennis Smith Jr. Where, like he screen navigates it perfectly and then somehow just whacks him on the arm for whatever reason. Even though Jalen um, Dennis Smith Jr. is like in no man's land and just ends up giving the foul. And you're just like, why? Like a lot of the plays were just like really good hustle, really good defense, great screen navigation. Like and then just why foul and bail them out and give them an opportunity to like get back into the game. It was just really sloppy play in general. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was really funny that Breen was trying so hard to like talk up his defense. And he was like, you know, he's really trying out there. And then he immediately gave up that. And one to Theo Maladin, whatever his name was like, look, I'm not, I, I actually really like Fournier. Like, that's the funny part about this is, like, I, I think he would be so enhanced in a bench role, and we would all just be much happier he was on the Knicks. Another case of Thibs, you know, ruining a player that could be good by placing them in the wrong role. He's yeah, this I mean, year's Alec Burks. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm drinking Schwinn's Kool-Aid, but I'm, I'm, laying off Tibbs until Grimes is back. When Grimes is back, I'm going to – I'll reassess. But I've actually really liked a lot of what Tibbs has done so far. I think they're diversifying their offense. I think they're trying new things. I think he's trying new lineups. He did another new rotation tonight. Yeah, I love the Brunson, the Brunson Randall with the bench unit. I yep. loved that one. Yep. That was a very, very great rotation. Like, it was great. I like the way he's kind of been like, okay, RJ, this is your time to cook. Oh, Brunson and Randall, they have a nice two-man game. We're going to, like, give them a bunch of offense and space it out with Hartenstein. Like, the moves that he's been making, like, the little tinkering, the tinkering that he's done has been solid, and I have, I've liked it. But then he just gets back into the virginity, and it kind of, like, brings me back to earth a little bit. But I do like the fact he's been experimenting and trying a bit in this early season so far. So, like, props to him. I'm just never – I just – I think we're too far – we know Tibbs too well, or at least I, I, I think I do. I don't mean you guys don't know him as well. I'm just saying this is how I feel. I'm, I don't want to speak for you guys. Um, I'm not going to let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Like if he makes adjust, if he makes improvements, I'm not going to be like, hey, he's still not doing this and that. Like on certain That's level, what I'm here for. <laughs> that's what i'm here for i'm at, that at, guy at, at a certain point you just kind of have to either live with him or not um but also i mean the three of us are you know three of the 10 biggest emmanuel quickly fans in the world and you know i know I, I we all wish he played more minutes and i and wish he didn't have the quick hook with him but i i feel like one thing the three of us have talked about almost as much as anything is that quickly's biggest strength is his versatility he can play point guard and he can play shooting guard next to, you know, a, a true point guard like Jalen Brunson. And that bench unit is quickly. It's like, I know Derek Rose has his moments and he had a bunch of them tonight. Like it was nice to see he had 12 points in like 12 minutes or something on seven shots, but quickly runs the show for that bench unit. And they've, they've entrusted him with that. And even, you know, living with some, some tough moments in these first four games, but at the same time, Tibbs is adjusting the rotation so that quickly gets minutes with Brunson. Last year's Tibbs, if he saw quickly as the backup point guard, he would have only subbed in and out for Brunson. That's what he would have done. We saw it every game almost. They never would have played together. But not only is he did he play quickly with Brunson down the stretch last game when he had zero points, he's like the first sub in every single night, and he's playing with Brunson yeah. in the first and third quarter. So – 
look, I'm not saying Tibbs is perfect, but there are clear, very tangible improvements, and I'm not going to just kill the guy, at least not until Grimes comes back and we see what he does with a full rotation. That's my opinion. Fair, 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 fair. Um, let's get to some comments because we got quite a few rolling in. Um, Ozzy Mazi says, amazing fake game from DSJ. Um, classic, classic bum Nick coming back, you know, getting his revenge oh some, somehow, some way. Um, but it's nice to see DSJ has found himself a home in the NBA, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I can't hate, I can't hate, um, Dennis Smith that much. Cause it's like, he was on bad Knicks team. So it's like, it cancels out somehow. Um, I don't know how, but it does. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good that he found a home. I mean, I thought he was going to be in China. Like Eric Bledsoe apparently is, but, um, you know, he's still in the league and you know, he's getting that veterans minimum money. Did you guys and, you know, see his quote? Did you guys see his apparent, his quote today? That like who DSJ? Yeah, his agent was like, "Yo, man, you should go overseas." And DSJ was like, "Nah, man, I love America. If I can't play in the NBA, I'll just play fullback in the NFL." And that's why he's so jacked. He was like, he was preparing to play fullback in the NFL. That's insane. That's so cool. This guy has like like, chronic back issues, and he wants to play in the (laughs) NFL. Like, dude, you just want to like kill your spine, don't you? He just. I mean, you know, he just loves the game, whatever the game is. He's just ready to get out. <laughs> he took seven mid-range shots today and made six of them. You can't tell me this game wasn't lucky. This is <laughs> bullshit. Like, I'm the looking at these DSJ, shots right now. The mid-range I'm looking, maestro. I'm literally looking at these shots, and they're all Nah, he had, a crazy game. he had a crazy game against Atlanta, too. He was killing them. He Bro, was killing them. I, I don't know what this redemption arc is, but I don't want it. <laughs> The thing is, is when Lamel he, he's he's misplaced as a starter, obviously. Of course. When, and the thing about him, the thing that fucking Knicks fans, man, the thing they never understood is that he'll never be able to play next to next to a guy like Lamella. Mm. So there's no, but he can lead a bench unit in all the non-Lamella units. That's like his ideal role. Yeah. Um, and so when LaMelo comes back, I feel like I, I really, I, I mean, I'm not like, I, I'm not like Tyrese in this regard. I'm rooting for him and I hope he keeps, I hope he keeps playing well and I hope he settles into a role because let's be honest, Knicks fans treated him like shit. And like, was it lame that like we were playing a really, really rusted up version of Dennis Smith Jr. over like Frank? Yeah, that was a really bad franchise decision. But I mean, Frank hasn't, you know, Frank's not breaking. was prone to do. Right. Frank's not breaking any records either, so we live with it. Let's let's move on past the Dennis Smith Jr. hate. And let's, you know. Fuck that. These shots pissed me off tonight, man. I'm still <laughs> looking at them. They're so Every time we hit one, I wasn't really that surprised, you know, because I, I watched, no, like I watched the Atlanta film, and I was just like, okay, whatever. He was literally like, dude, hand in his face, great defense, wedding up mid-range shot. You know how dudes get when they play against a former team, especially when it's the end of the garden? Come on. God, whatever, this, man. This, but this like, shouldn't have shocked you. Fair, <laughs> but, like, it still pisses me off. But, like, I wouldn't say he can't play next to Lamelo, especially. Like, I think there's a world where, like, you can use more of his slasher skill set and, like, get him have some him opportunities. Cutting. Yeah, have him cutting, especially because his athletic system is still really good. And he still has, like, ways to contribute like that but ah uh, i i wouldn't Fair. 
I think they'll play them a ton because they want to be in the Wemby sweepstakes anyway. So <laughs> I don't think they wanted to be in the Wemby sweepstakes. I think they just got injured and suck. And like Miles Bridges went to jail, or he's supposed to be in jail. But speaking of jail, why the fuck is James Book down in the court tonight? <laughs> Baffles me that he's even still like he's played at all this season. He should have been booked at night. He found a gun in Doritos in his car. Look at look at book night stats. That's a dude. He hit two shots over quickly that I literally out loud said, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like some BS, yo. Dude, their whole team was Teo Maladin was six of seven, fifteen points. Like this is a joke. Like Tyrese is really right. They they did this same shit against Atlanta though. That's why I'm not too sure. That's why I'm not too surprised. Like Nick Richards had 20 and 11, and I made like 140 dollars off of it against Atlanta. Like, come on. You're gonna remember. You're gonna remember that forever. Nick Richards. He's gonna average two and two the next 70 games, and you're gonna be like, "Yo, Nick Richards is dangerous. He's he's ready to go. He got us. He got us." But like, I'm sorry, dude. Like. Guys are having the game of their life, man. Second game like, of their life. Because sec- <laughs> <laughs> they did it to Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. They I had mean, the boys in hell. Everybody's going to do it to Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Anybody who actually buys that backcourt long term is a fucking idiot. But, like, ah, man, man. All right, let's get, let's get back to some Knicks comments. Um, Nemo says, JV basically won this game by himself. He carried the team. Yeah, as, as soon as they hit crunch time, I was like, yo, just give JB the rock and let him cook. I was just clear let out. JB cook. I tweeted out in caps. I was like, let JB cook. Because, like, every time he had the ball, it led to a basket. And it was just like, yo, we have never seen an ex-player do this before. Like, this is spectacular. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, like, this is from, like, what was the last time you saw it? Like, Prime Mellow? Or, like, the Insanity? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like that Linsanity stretch where basically like every shot was money. That's that's like the last time we saw a Knicks point guard like have like complete control. When I saw Jeremy do this shit to Kobe, that's what I knew. Like he fucking went it up too. But like, yeah, like, man, that I was literally just like, nobody else touched the fucking ball. I don't care if he needs a break. I would rather take a hit on fucking spin, pivot, dribble. All JB than anybody else touched on rock right now, unless it's wide open and you can't brick it. And even the bricks were wide open. So like I was like, don't touch the ball unless JB's touching the ball before it. Yeah, me and Tyrese, we said before we came on here, I was like, yo, to after tonight, like Julius Randle and like RJ should have their arms tied behind their backs and just like watch. They need Jaylen to give up their game checks. Cook. They need just, to like, give watch up their him game checks in the fourth. Buy him a steak. Like Anybody who is in Mitchell Robinson needs to fucking buy Jalen Brunson the steak in that start in that start in that closing lineup. Just set picks and move around. Just d- distract speaking, the defense. Speaking of Mitch, how about that jump hook? Special. Dude, I t- Special. I t- I t- he sees all of his shit for Plumley. Like he sees he sees Miles Plumley. Plumley or Mason Plumley, whatever. I don't care. Whoever. Wow, that's a good point. He did the he did the fake handoff drive on Plumley too. He says all of his shit for Plumley. I'm telling you. Do we need That's to just so play Plumley funny. all the time for Mitch to like reveal the whole like Arsenal like three pointer next? Dude, oh the, cla- the classification is literally <laughs> classification for that shot is turnaround jump shot. So that he actually took a jump shot. That's first oh one of his God. career. That actually might be the first one of his career. 
It is. It has to be. Like I don't. Oh. I can't even remember like any other. I, time I, I will. Like, I will say to uh, to answer uh, Nemo's or to respond to Nemo's comment. I think Mitch deserves to be thrown in there as well. Oh, defensively, I, yeah, he held us down. I, I just think on both. Like I know he's not like super. Like he doesn't really do much offensively, but he's also doing exactly what's asked for him. Like mm-hmm. there are people who would be much more harmful in that role in terms of like either letting it affect their defense or just anytime they get their hands on the ball. Like even sometimes now when he gets offensive rebounds, he's doing the Jericho Sims thing, looking for kickouts. Like he's not getting frustrated with lack of touches, lack of, you know, like he got paid. Yeah. But I feel like that's only motivated him more. Like he wants, yeah. he wants a bigger bag, man. He, he's like, he's he like, Fuck this 460 stuff. I'm getting 100 mil next time. <laughs> he might, but the cap drop, he might. But, like, yeah, I'm telling you. And I still feel like he got his touches tonight because he still had nine points. So, yeah. like, it's not bad. I just – A classic man, bitch night. Yeah, nine points, six blocks. He actually had more defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds tonight, which is a shocker. Because, like, I think before tonight he had – Three, he had two defensive rebounds total, and he went up to six tonight. Well, look, look, Tyrese at who didn't go over his rebound, his normal rebounding total. I know, I know, I know. And so that is that is the answer. Randall, Randall had to guard guys on the perimeter, so he was not stealing rebounds from the guy doing the actual work. It was it was the Mitch show and the fans. Same time though, Brunson had seven, which is really nice. I think Brunson, like low key, even though he doesn't rebound much, it's kind of like quickly where like he could still sniff them out. Yeah. And sure. I really like I really did think he was get that triple double tonight, man. I was really excited. I hoped it was gonna happen, but like man, I just can't talk enough about how Brunson played. Like so far averaging twenty four and nine on the season. Like he's he's gonna be an all star. Yeah. Like, I, if, he, if he keeps playing like this, he'll be an all star. I said it then. I was I like, if you get if you get Jalen Brunson, I said it on the um, draft night pod, and I'm like, all these moves for Jalen Brunson, and I'm like, he could be an all star. I feel like he there's a really good chance he's probably putting up like 22 and seven. And I feel like we've re- we've really underrated him. Like not you, Tyrese. I know you've always been really high on him, but but like even like reasonable Knicks fans have been like, you know, hundred mil for like the 14th best point guard in the league. That's about right, you know. And it's like. Man, are we sure? Are we sure there are thirteen better point guards in the NBA than this guy? Because I'm, I'm not sure. Like straight up, are you taking him or Fred VanVleet? I, I want you to name like a decent amount of point guards, and I want you to guy like I want you guys to like tell me where you fall right now. Like him I'm or Fred VanVleet? I'm taking Brunson over VanVleet. Not that's not that one's that one's not too close to me. Like him over, let's say Halliburton. To be clear, you mean this year, right? Or do you mean this, going this year? This year, this year. Uh, Halliburton is not close. I don't. I don't yeah. care what years he's putting up. That dude. That dude is Fournier light on defense. That he does not give a single shit on that end of the court. Like so, I feel like if you're looking at the All Star guards in the East, um, you have to assume that like let's say Trey Young makes it in. Trey, uh, Trey will make it. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie, Kyrie will get the votes because he, he yeah. is, it's a popularity if he, contest. If he plays, he'll get the votes. So, like, definitely. So, Trey and probably Kyrie. And then, like, you look at the bench and it's like, Donovan Mitchell's going to probably make it because... He, Does Garland make you know, it? He shouldn't make it over Brunson. He's, 
like if Garland, I think Garland would have to play the way he did in the first half, and I don't know if he's gonna do that with Donovan Mitchell because it's going to be Donovan Mitchell's team, right? Mm, okay. And like, yeah, I think aside from him, because you know Brent, Ben Simmons is not fucking making it, like. Yeah, even Garland put up like 21 and 8 last year. And Cleveland had to be what? The fourth seed at the time for him to make yeah, it? They were and the that. game was in Cleveland. So like there was yeah. definitely some more like, oh, there's hey, extra juice. There's extra juice. Now consider the fact that like, the Knicks might be a decent team. Consider the fact that he's it's going to be his team. And consider the fact that he's gonna have the volume stats. Like he's probably again, he's probably gonna put up like around those numbers for Garland. And Garland's numbers are going to go down this year. Like, unless you think that DeJounte Murray is an all-star, which I don't think he is, even though he gets a nice volume stats, and he's going to win you fantasy games. Like, I think Brunson makes the all-star team pretty comfortably this year. Like, pretty comfortably. I mean, definitely if he keeps this up. I don't know. Sam, Sam, any of the guys that I said I would take Brunson, are you, do you think are closer? Am I, am I overrating Brunson now? What do you, what do you think? No, I think, I think that's pretty fair. I think he can make it like, to start team this year. It's, like, are we sure Harden making, is making it this year? Oh, Harden's on pace right now. The numbers he's putting up, even with Philly Suggins, he's putting up crazy numbers right now. Oh, yes, I didn't even check. I thought, like, 25, 8, and 9. Okay, no. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought the whole team was struggling. That's my bad. No, I mean, but it's just, you know, just Doc and, you know, Doc and friends. Dude, Ted assisted two turnovers. Wild. Holy shit, Anyway, he might be back. Um, <laughs> I need him in orange and blue. Anyway, um, but yeah, Dude, like, Sam would jump ship. <laughs> don't don't play. Don't play. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Like, don't play. Really looking kind of horrible right now. Do not play with me. <laughs> um, let's get to another comment. Here we go. Actually, before we get to this comment. Let me do the ad read before, because this this comment I think is gonna, you know, lead to further discussions that we do need to have here. Um, so, NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So to tip off the NBA, to tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers can make any five dollar NBA money money line bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, as you see on the bottom corner of your screen. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TB- TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. All right. Let's get to this comment. From H. Bouchard, he says, Obi, the only Nick to hit over two threes tonight, and he still only played 13 minutes. Why are y'all surprised at this point? You know what the We're not. It's, it's Tyrese, it's never shock. It's never shock. It's always disappointment. It's always disappointment. It's never shock. We are disappointed, Tyrese. 
We're just disappointed. I know, I know. I'm just disappointed myself because it's like every time dude came in, he just did the right things. Hit threes, was in the right place on defense, you know, did his job, played with energy, all you want him to do. And dude, like, couldn't even crack, you know, 15 minutes, man. 15 uh, minutes. I, I I said it a year ago. I said it two years ago. I'm like, when it gets to the point where they have to, like, start thinking about, do we want to pay this dude? They're not. Like, they're not. Like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to pay money for a guy you're playing 13 minutes at most when it's, like, an actual game. You know? Like... I don't like this is stupid. Bar- this is coaching malpractice. I I agree, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, like, do I think Rando shouldn't have like I don't think Rando should have played 39 minutes and I would have been fine with like 36, but at the same time, like RJ played 38, and I wasn't really happy with him either. This is just kind of what Brun this is kind of what Tibbs does. He's just going to play his three best guys a ton of minutes, and it's fans just gotta live with it. There's a there's a clear difference though, Tyrese. Like RJ's direct backup is Cam. Cam played 25 minutes tonight. Why? Because Cam can, in Tibbs' world, play on the floor next to RJ. So, he, look again. I'm not gonna kill Tibbs. I'm just not gonna do that because I think he's had, I think he's coached a good season so far. But he's embraced the versatility of all of our players basically. Like he's letting RJ play two. He's letting RJ play three. Okay. Except, except for Obi and Randall, there are going to be matchups when they can play together. Like, if you don't think that Julius Randall can handle Mason Plumley, I don't know what are like. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I don't understand. And I get that Mitch is our most valuable player, and I get that Hardenstein's been good. Like, I'm not even complaining about our center rotation, but there has to be a way to play Obi Top in more minutes. There just does, and. Yeah, that's that's all. My thing is, I think in Tibbs's world, he's like Hardenstein gives me a lot of what Obi gives me, especially with like the idea of spacing and the idea of like quote unquote stretching the floor. And that was kind of like what I was saying. I was like Hardenstein, if the if the whole point of playing Obi and Randall together was like, do I want the ability for them to like do some stuff with relocation of the ball? You ideally want like Randall's playmaking hubs to be um utilized. And you want the ability to like have a better offensive ceiling. I feel like Carson gives you like the majority of that, but he also gives you significantly more defensively, especially with his rim protection and his ability to be stingy on the perimeter. And I mean, I don't agree with that assessment necessarily, but I also think that that's probably what Tibbs sees. And I'm like, well, then Obi's just never gonna play. This is a dumbass. The, the, the whole point, Tyrese, you're you're almost making it too difficult. The whole point is to play Obi Top in more minutes. The point is, is that we're a team that has almost a 0% chance, like as close to a 0% chance of winning the championship this year as any team in the league besides, you know, we're above the bottom third or something. We're middle of the pack. We're not going to win a championship this year. So I'm not asking Tibbs to tank, but when you're not going to win a championship, you have to play the most important players on your team. You just have to see what you have in them. Or there's no point. There, there's no point to having him on the team if we're never going to find out, like, how, how is he so sure that Obi and Randall can't play together? We're still in year th- three and they ha- they haven't played 300 minutes together. So the, the point isn't 
like I, I agree with you. I agree that Tibbs has solid basketball foundation to his logic. Of course he does. He's a smart basketball man. But this is purely a team-building decision. This is trying to raise the ceiling of our franchise. This is how bad can Obi and Randall playing together for three to four minutes a night hurt your team? It can't. It can't be that bad. And the second it got to be that bad, the second it was like, oh, this is clearly exploitable, okay, you go back to this. You have this in your bag. But this whole idea of you have to win every minute, you have to win every play, I get it. But if you're not winning every minute and you're not winning every play and your ceiling as a team is 45 to 50 wins, it's a completely hypocritical and backwards line of thinking it's a coach's logic not being optimal with what's best for the franchise and that's my rant i, I, I again like, i agree with your point but you talked about like one of your most important players do you think tibbs sees obi as one of his most important players because like this is what it all boils down to like how does tibbs see obi and i feel like tibbs sees obi as like he's good but he's not like quick i don't even like quickly has a quick hook but Obi's quick hook is significantly more like it's worse. It's significantly more prominent. At least he's enabled quickly. He's enabled Cam. He's enabled Grinds. He's like he's enabled everybody else in the roster who's young, who, like, aside from like obviously McBride and Sims. But he hasn't enabled Obi, which begs the question: What does he think of Obi? And it feels like the answer is basically: I think he's an energy big, who's like fifteen to twenty minutes at most. I guess I guess in my I guess in my opinion, it's not that he's enabled quickly in Cam. It's that the guys that would be in quickly in Cam's way, Tibbs has decided he they can play with them. And Obi is the one guy who is stuck behind a player. And I'm not saying stuck in a negative Randall way. I've really liked how Randall's played through four games. I don't want this to be the crap on Randall Day. I'll leave that to Sam. But he's stuck behind a guy that Tibbs clearly prefers over him and doesn't see, can't wrap his brain around playing with. And I think that is way more clearly the problem than, oh, I, I just don't think Obi is that good. I, I don't think Tibbs, I think, I think Tibbs does view Obi highly. And I think that he just thinks Randall's better and that, and he, he views them as mutually exclusive. And I don't think that's true. Or right. It's stupid. Um, so here's, but, here's a question I have, Matt, real quick. So, like, mm-hmm. do you think Obi Top is on the team next year? Because they have those two picks. And they, just think, a, they just picked up his extension. So, yeah, I do. I mean, I'm talking about it in terms of, like, do you think that they eventually just move him or move off of him? Because I think they picked up his extension. Like, they're not going to let him go for free. But also, like, they have those two picks next year in a very deep ring draft. When you know they need a bunch of like six, eight, six, nine dudes. Like there's a bunch of six, eight, six, nines in that draft who can shoot. So mm-hmm. I feel like if like you assume Rose is gone next year, right? So like the big money, like the big mid-size salary contract that ideally quickly Obi and Grimes are all going to try to want. I feel like it'll probably go to quickly because you'd have to pay Grimes for another two years. And at that point, then 40 years off the team, and you can do whatever you want to do with that salary. So in my head, I'm thinking, like, okay, it's between Obi and Quickly for that, like, 
fifteen million dollar a year salary, why do you give it to Obi? If you're t- if you're t- you see Tibbs is not playing him, you have two picks in this loaded ass draft that's coming up. Two picks at minimum, mind you, because we don't know what the hell the Wizards might do. Um, I'm not gonna say fucking uh the Pistons are gonna do anything, but like we don't know if the Wizards might get hot and end up going like I, I don't know. But like my whole point is at that point, like how do you bring Obi back? to this team when you're going to have a draft pick next year. Likely to, and you're probably going to take a wing who can shoot, ideally. You pray something happens to the head coach. But even still, like, I don't think dudes are going to be playing. Like, I, I don't think you're going to go thir- 12, 13 deep in rotation. So, like, I don't know, man. I just kind of feel like – I feel like there's going to be a lot of turnover. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking too far ahead. But, like, yeah. I Way too far ahead. I know it's only game four, but I'm also just like I I didn't think he was going to be long for this roster, unfortunately. Regardless of personal opinions, like, I think he's good, but I don't know if he's going to be this roster. I kind of feel like he's going to end up taking a really team friendly extension. Like Obi gives off serious like PTSD vibes. Like he just like he loves New York. No matter like he's like a dog that gets abused that keeps coming back. You know like. <laughs> No matter how few minutes this head coach plays and he's got a smile on his face and he loves it here. And I'm just like, dude, like maybe I'm a way bigger bitch than Obi would be. But at at a certain point, I would just freak out and be like, leave me on the fucking court, man. Like I'm playing well. I mean, it's just it's crazy. But he always like he hopped off the court today in the fourth quarter and he was like, yeah, guys, I did it. And I was like, dude, please, please get mad. I just want to see. We need some he needs a little bit of Kevin Porter Jr. in him. That's what he needs. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit, though. Like Like an ounce, an ounce of it. Just an ounce, because, like, too much, and you got to, like, tell Obi to go home. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I think, yeah. Man, I wish he would have a little bit of that fire in him. Uh, Let's get some more comments. That that, uh, triggered any, you know, I'm not actually making jokes about animal abuse, or I don't condone that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think PETA is anywhere near this stream, so... (laughs) They might be. They might be. I don't know. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. Um, Brent says, RJ has been extra bad. Last season, he started slow, too, but even then, his defense wasn't this bad. Was a straight rock rock man trying to get over screens. Looked stiff as hell. His defense is over here. No, his defense in the fourth and overtime was really good. But his defense through, like, the first three quarters, fucking atrocious. Yeah, the whole like, team's defense was awful. Everyone was just I, getting back cut. I agree, but like Gordon Hayward and fucking PJ Washington were taking turns. And, and with Gordon Hayward, you should know better because like that's like his bread. He, that's like what he does. Like he's always cutting back door. Yeah, like speaking of cuts, that haircut looked this. Like his barber must have been blind. But like, yeah, like ah, uh, man, like. The back cuts have been a thing for like the last two years, I want to say. For RJ, and I yes, feel like, yeah. And I feel like it got worse when uh, Bullock left the team because, you know, Bullock was defending the best perimeter wing and RJ would be on the second best wing. And I feel like that ro- that wing rotation was really strong. So I feel like with Grimes coming back in, it gets a little bit better because you could put RJ as like the secondary defender and Grimes could handle like the two to three w- or the one to three wings. But like, yeah, I have not been inspired by RJ's defense so far in this this um 
the start of the season. Like, straight up, I think Brunson's been better than him defensively, which should not be the case. Like, it should not be the case at all. Like, Brunson's been more active. Brunson's been, like, stingier. The deflections have been there as well. Like, for what Brunson lacks in size, like, he just does – he's really shifty, especially defensively as well, and he aware. tries his ass off. Yeah. He's also aware as hell. So, it's like, I like the way Brunson's playing, but, like, RJ needs to step it up with that, especially since, like, the offense hasn't been there either. And that leaks the team out today. I think it's um I think the offense I think um one thing that me and Schwinn pointed out on um I think it was either the last live stream or like our previous live stream where we did the live Q and A is RJ he allows like whenever his offense isn't going, it, he allows it to like take over every single part of his game where it like brings everything else down. And that's so annoying because he shouldn't let that happen. Like if his offense is struggling, he should even just ramp it up even more on defense because, you know, just make up for that. But he lets the offensive struggles get to him mentally to a point where like defensively and every other part of his game struggles, which is annoying, but yeah. That elite source, whatever, was such nonsense for (laughs) for all the reasons that Tyrese just stated. The idea that RJ is struggling on offense because he's carrying the load defensively. Jalen, Jalen Brunson is trying harder than him on defense right now for 75% of the game. Jalen Brunson, and he's carrying a way bigger load offensively. I love RJ. I named my freaking Twitter account after him. But get that horse shit out of here. Like, that's that's nonsense. He is just – he's moseying around on defense. He's not – he's dying on every screen. And – it's it shouldn't be i don't know how it can be affecting his offense he's not doing anything so unless he's saying that like not caring on defense is making him not care on offense okay but that's not that's not what the guy said um i think grimes needs to be in the starting lineup for more than anything to it's not about rj's effort it's about the responsibility that he he's had to take on he's always trying trying to guard the main defense the main wing on the other team and maybe mentally that takes its toll I, I would i would appreciate that if that's what you know if that's what he's trying to say and if that's the case Fournier just can't i mean i'm not gonna say it a hundred times like grimes just needs to be starting grimes needs to be guarding the other team's best wing and rj needs to just keep getting better that's what we want from him that's you can't be asking him to like be fucking Paul George already. He's not Paul George, not Jimmy Butler. He's R- let him be RJ Barrett and let's move on. Yeah. Um, Jordan Bob says Fournier can't keep starting for Knicks even when he is having a good offensive night because teams in the league will get those points right back on the other end. And we saw that tonight. I mean, even one probably one of the worst teams that we'll we'll see this year in Charlotte without Lamelo and Terry Rozier, um, they had their way. So yeah, I do- I totally agree. Um, linking this to this one, Virgil X says, who goes to the bench first, Fournier or Westbrook? That's, 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 that's cruel to Fournier. He's, he's not, he's not Westbrook, but I, I still hope Fournier, like, I hope the answer is Fournier, not because Fournier is worse, but because like, it would help us a ton. It would help the team. The only way the Lakers can be helped is if Russell Westbrook, like, gets sent to the moon or something, you know, but like, that's, that's, <laughs> Apologies, Russ. You were you had your time, you know, but every dog has his day. Yeah, it's 
The rest of your day is is over. It's over. Dude, he's shooting eight percent from three. Eight percent. It's so bad. That's it's, it's so, so bad. That Nurkic clip, he was just like, man, fuck this. Like, yeah, you shoot, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, this is all he does. And the well, fact that the Lakers said their game plan I'm sorry, was... I'm sorry to interrupt, Sam, but can you uh-huh. imagine tomorrow if, if tomorrow you showed up to your classroom and just, like, I don't know, lit the place on fire? <laughs> like, you just forgot how to teach and you were just like, oh, this looks like the right thing to do. You've been doing it every day for, I don't know, three years probably. And you just like, oh, I forgot. How do you forget how to shoot to this degree? It's crazy. The funniest thing is like the fact that the Lakers said their game plan was to have was to go for a two for one while they were up in the clutch. It's like you don't. That's not the situation you go two for one in. Like you go for that when you're down. Right. Like what? This team is insane. But they, I, I appreciate them because they provided so much comedy. These last two years in the NBA, especially last year when the Knicks were so bad, it was just like, let me watch the Lakers to make myself feel better. Uh, let's get to some more comments before we head out of here. Uh, let's see, let's see. It was, let me see. This was kind of relates to what we were already saying. Chris Bernhard says, I clearly forgot Ray Felton. Um, during the 12 13 season, going dummy a bunch, probably. I mean, he probably had a couple games that I don't remember because that season is like all jumbled together with like the 13 14 season and the 11 12 season. Like, all those, three, all those three seasons mesh together in my mind. It doesn't matter because Steph Curry came to the garden and Ray Felton won the game. That's all that matters. I'm awake. That I got, I got, I got one for you that's like maybe a little bit before your time, but like. Um, there was there was a stretch there when the Chris Duhon David Lee pick and roll was nasty, man. That was that was mm-hmm. <laughs> the, okay. uh, the the David Lee breakout year for the Knicks and Chris Duhon was feeding him dimes. That was that was that was that was a stretch right there. Wasn't that the year that Duhon got the like a uh, the Knicks assist record or something? Yep. How many assists is that? Like twenty, like one or something like that. That's twenty three. Right. Tw- twenty one sounds right to me. Twenty one. Okay. It is twenty one. So yes, I can check for you though. That's crazy. If I knew that off the top of my head, that's like that's a fucking trivia post on (laughs) on next. That's a trivia post. It doesn't count. Uh, I wouldn't even know that was a trivia post. It's it's twenty two. It's twenty two. I was one off. Wow, to be that close off the first guess, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, I probably did forget some Ray Felton games in there. But yeah, I mean, this JB game just felt like more. Oh no. It felt more it feels like it's like something that can happen more often. Like when Ray Felton had those moments, it was just like, oh, you know, Ray Felton, he went crazy tonight, but like we can't rely on this to be sustainable for like the rest of the season. Like good for Ray Felton tonight, but like let's go back to like what's gonna be sustainable for the rest of the year. Um go back to shooting like two th- two to three threes a game. Um and you know, let's let's move on from there, Ray Felton. Thank you for that game, but yeah. He and had like a good week where like he went up the league with like twenty a game, special mm. special times, special times. And that's why Sam, to your to your point, that's why tonight's game was so much worse than the Pistons game because the Pistons game, even though you know the Knicks only won by what did we what did we win by that night? It was like barely double digits, right? Um, right. Yeah. yeah. 
it wasn't it wasn't like a 20 point win but it was it was a pretty comfortable win um yeah it went by like 12 or 13 or something like that yeah um there was a ton of sustainable stuff from that game that was like okay i can see us doing this long term this is building towards something good and like tonight even though we even though the Knicks won there were kind of cracks in the foundation like even the game winning stop was just PJ Washington having his foot on the line. Like that wasn't even a stop. It was just oh, us cool. getting lucky for once in our lives. Yeah. Damn time. <laughs> um, and so it's not like a panic game, you know, but mm. we were supposed to win this game. And aside from Brunson and I would say Mitch, there were, like I just said, cracks in the foundation that it's like, okay, like we're three and one, but uh, let's, or how, how, how confident are we heading into Milwaukee? Because I don't know about you guys, but if we kind of like punish Charlotte, like we did Detroit a lot, I would have been pretty freaking comfortable heading into Milwaukee. Like not comfort, not like we're favorites, but like, okay, we're three and one. And if we lose, it's not a big deal. But let's see, let's see, let's see. Now it's like, man, I feel like guys might just crush us. <laughs> yeah. He might, but at the same time, like, that team, I feel like with the Bucks right now, you're just hoping that Giannis scores as much as he can and nobody else can contribute. And I feel like you just have that's how you kind of have to play the, the Bucks. Like, okay, let's hope nobody else does their job, which may happen because that roster is kind of ass. I mean, tonight it was like Giannis going off for like 42 and then Bobby Portis with 20 off the bench, and that was it. It was like scrapings from like every other player like five years six here seven points here three points from this person shots it's had 15 points Holiday sucks i had to censor myself there but he sucks i like he is so bad as a second option it's incredible but he's gonna get them all defensive votes though and that's all that matters yeah um, Brent asks, if our defense is top five and Mitch plays, can he finish top three in defensive player of the year? Nah. I think yeah. I think defensive player of the year is way too narrative-based. Like, Rudy's going to be in there. Gobert's going to be in there. Mm. Like, Wait, who, who, are the, who are the first two you just said? Um, sorry, Rudy Rudy and Draymond. There we go. I said Rudy and Gobert. Uh, Rudy and Gobert. I was going to say, yo, who's the other Rudy in the league? <laughs> no, no, it's no. Not uh, Gobert. Go, Gobert, Dre. Um, Giannis. Giannis. AD, Smart. if he stays relatively healthy. Yeah, yeah AD's been on a fucking heater. So if he stays healthy, like, definitely. Um, Dude, fuck that. They're about to be 0 and 4. Fuck the Lakers, man. Get out of here. <laughs> Top three to defensive player of the year. Give me a break. Win a game. Yeah, if I think it, I think <laughs> I, I think if we are top five and Mitch is still because like when we were like top five like that year before wasn't like Nerlens like like top five in like defensive player of the year. No, nah, he got or? he got like he got like a couple of votes, but that was he it. did. But like I think if Mitch is here for like the whole year and we're like top five defense, then. Yeah, but I don't know how we become top five defense. He might, he might have to count it. Our defense looks. You know, but he might have to count it. That though, if he's gonna average like around three blocks, two blocks, oh like, three, he might, he might get to three, man. He Probably, might to, he I might could see to, it because like the way he's been like blocking people's shots is nuts, dude. He had six tonight. He had six, and then I like 
shit. He literally like what? I think what happened was like he might have blocked somebody at the rim. PJ caught the rebound off the rejection, and then he blocks him again. Like, what are you doing, this guy? He's just blocking everything in sight. And I feel like I miss I, I do miss the versatility because like he used to get a ton of steals as well before he got played in his deep drop that tips plays. But like he's thriving in the drop because nobody can get to the rim against him. Like nobody, and he's just gonna swatch it. So like Yeah. And the the the, the frustrating thing for me as a Mitch fan is I'm I wonder if you guys agree, but I think counting stats actually underrate his impact. He covers up for so much on this team because we're so because our starting lineup is so woeful at the point of point of yeah. attack. He yeah. is consistently he's like a freaking plumber, man, just fixing leaks one after the other. There's pipe bursting left and right, and he's just always there with his arms just in the in the way. And we gotta we gotta make that a shirt, Mitch the plumber. We gotta make that somehow a shirt. <laughs> we, we got that. We got that, and Put we got Mitch South Park Central. Put Mitch in a plumber hat with the L on it. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yep. With a must, with a fake gotta, mustache. We got to get on that. We got to get Alex, on that. If Alex is watching, there's your next. That's your next shirt idea. I'll take all. We we all got off. we got we got someone else making the graphics now. Uh, on, ah. on, the, on the on in the in the in the group now. I bet we're out. Yep. But yeah, like PJ Washington is, is going to see fucking Mitchell Robinson in his dreams. Like literally every time PJ went to the hoop, it was just Mitchell Robinson putting his arms up in the air. And he would have had 10 tonight if the rest weren't being dumbasses, but I digress. True. Um Hawkeye for 20 says that the report, the RJ report, was actually made by a Celtics person. Um, and they could be trying to get the heat off of he made Yudoka. <laughs> hilariously oh enough but it is funny that it's made by a boston person as they would have like such great inside intel on like what we think what the knicks are doing right now but yeah i just think that's interesting that's just really weird that's yeah, that's, yeah i can't uh, i mean i can't believe that but boston people are weird yeah um but yeah ne- looking forward to looking towards the next game we have the bucks on friday that's correct yep at Milwaukee. At Milwaukee. So they're just coming off a great win. They are 3-0. and They just beat the breaks off the um, the Nets. Um, Kevin Durant had 33. Kyrie had 27. Ben Simmons had four points. Sam, I got good news for you. What's that? Durant and Giannis, each scoring 25-plus, was boosted from minus 210 to plus 100 tonight, and it won. Mm, okay, so there's, there's a boost that, you know, actually won. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start updating you every time a boost wins until you get All right. into, until you're sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> I am staying away from those boosts, man, because they, they be they be they be catching folks. They ain't catching me though. But <laughs> um yeah, we got Giannis coming off a 43, 14, and five game. I mean he's been killing it these last couple games and just overall to start the year. So who is going to guard Giannis? Christ. It's gonna be Rand- it's, it's gonna be Randall, right? If we if we want to if we want to see like a, a, a oh, scoring record God. in Milwaukee, you, you can't put that on TV. That's gonna be shit. You can't see. You can't show that to children. Oh my God! I actually, man, I, actually I, I strongly disagree with this. And I I, I thought you were the pro Randall guy, Tyrese. I'm the pro Randall guy, but I'm also the realistic Randall guy. Don't you, don't you see Randall as the type of guy who would like super wake up for that? that? 
get up for that matchup and like try really hard? You know what? You're right. In theory. But like in theory. Is that in, the- <laughs> in theory. In theory. In practice, nah. It's not. Yeah, the way Giannis is looking right now though, I don't like just like, drink like five Red Bulls to wake up for that game. You're gonna need you gotta go low. You gotta go low. Like I need someone to end up tripping. I need like Jared Simpson <laughs> to come in for like three seconds, literally just dive at the knees, take the one key suspension, and like do his oh job. Oh my gosh. Like we need to get back to playing dirty. I don't care if it's dirty, by hook or by crook, we need to start winning. I need someone to take one for the team. Fuck it. Get Trevor Keels in there. Trevor Keels ain't doing shit anyway this year. Like, get Trevor Keels. He already built like a linebacker. Just have him go fuck it. HB dive to Giannis's knees, and then let's win this game. Like Stop bullshitting. Yeah. Do we yeah. want to win? I do we want to be fucking friends. Giannis is too fun to watch. I'll say that. Sorry, surreal. I, I, hey, I never said take him off for like a season. I said take him off for like the rest of the game. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. He'll tape it up. I think, oh, I think I think that all the time. Like I used to like be a really like just an evil kid, you know, like so I would like, you know, be like, man, hope you die. But then I was like, man, that's a terrible thing to think about someone. So now I hope someone like has a really painless injury that just removes them from my existence for <laughs> like just day. like just just bend the cuticle the wrong way. Right. Like, exactly. you, can't, you, can't, you can't hold the ball. Or like, like get a paper get, cut with like some lemon in it. There you go. We're yeah, like we're thinking. Now we're thinking. Like, you know? like, <laughs> like in baseball, you're like, I hope you get a blister so you can't pitch this game. Or like if you pitch like your delivery is all the way off. Like I need something like that to happen to you. Say like he just like tears yeah, like all of his toenail. His <laughs> ingrown toenail is like killing his foot. He gets like a really <laughs> bad cough. He gets like some whooping cough or whatever. <laughs> like, or better yet, like you know, he can't watch House of the Dragon and he's really upset about it, so he just <laughs> take a day. Like whatever can get him off the court for Friday. So that I don't have to watch Julius play defense His wife on is him. busy, so he has to take his son to like a doctor's appointment that night. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or like, you know, like he's sitting in his chair and like one of the <laughs> and like one of the handles on his seat falls off. And he's like, shit, how long is it gonna take to repair this chair? And they're like, oh, it's gonna go like this time. And it's like right during the game. And he has to watch them repair his chair because it's a really expensive chair. And he needs to make sure they're doing it right. I need something like that to happen. Nothing that, like, it's completely harmless. It's just like really inconvenient, but completely harmless. And I just need to miss this game because I do not want to watch Julius Randle play defense on Giannis. Especially when the way Giannis is rolling right now, coming off like back to back 40 pieces. Like you can put prime Duncan on Giannis right now, he would not touch. Like, <laughs> but to to bring it back, but, but to to keep it, you know, basketball related rather mm-hmm. than Tyrese listing off seven hundred painless things he wants. To <laughs> <laughs> um, isn't Randall kind of the Giannis stopper? <laughs> isn't he kind of? I, there's no such thing as a Giannis stopper. But Noah Vonley did not die for nothing, man. <laughs> Noah Vonley did not die for this. If anybody was going to have a chance to stop Giannis, isn't doesn't Randall profile as a guy who simultaneously can't be bullied in the post by Giannis because he's so strong and also has the quickness to take not take away, but at least have a chance against those line drives? I don't know. I, I would be surprised if Randall doesn't start the game on him. And I think I think Randall will surprise you guys. I, and I, I think he will start on him, though. I think he will. 
And when Giannis drops 50, you guys can laugh a lot. You guys can laugh your ass off at me. But I'm, I'm saying it right now, an hour and 17 minutes into this stream, don't care how many people are watching. I think Randall is going to surprise people Friday. I think, I think he's going to do a good job if he puts him on him. I think if we put Mitch on him, Mitch will have two fouls faster than, like, the whistle will blow and it'll be two fouls and he'll be out of the game. Hardenstein obviously doesn't have a chance. Obi's, I, I think, I think if there are people right now who are frustrated that Obi's not playing enough, I think Tibbs is like literally going to mirror Randall and Giannis's minutes. I think he's just going to have him follow him, and I think he's going to do a good job. Against Man, him. hammering Giannis for forty. Oh, over like hammering. You put, you put Gian, um, Obi on Giannis. I swear, like one Giannis elbow would set Obi to like a fourth row. <laughs> Like it would be filthy. Like what Giannis would like pump fake, and Obi will bite in it. Like Obi will be the person who like bites on the Giannis pump fake, and he won't. And he won't bite it into him. He'll bite and go. For all my betting people, hammer Giannis thirty-five plus points and hammer the fourteen plus rebounds. Hammer the under plus assists. (laughs) Hammer Julius Randle under rebounds. Like just do it because he's not gonna be easy easily. Easily oh my, and my, hammer my. bucks spread, hammer bucks spread. Put that all in a parlay. Might make some money. Ha- watch, watch. Mid- it's gonna hit, and I'm not even gonna place it. That it always happens. Whenever I tell people something, it always hits, and I never place it. Never. Oh, like whatever artists unders are, take them, take them. Whatever bitches overs are, take them. <laughs> Wait, who's who's gonna be on? Um, are they gonna put Drew on RJ? Or are they gonna put? Are they gonna just stick with like Javon Carter or like no, Javon Carter is gonna guard? They're they're gonna put Drew on Bronson. Drew on Bronson. Okay, so then it leaves Javon Grayson Carter Allen or Javon Carter on R.J. Barrett. Yeah, I don't I I don't mean this like disrespectfully to R.J., but the Bucks aren't like they don't care about R.J. Barrett right now. You of know? course like, not. Yeah. They're definitely not. So they're definitely they're, not like going out of their way to put a stopper on him. Like yeah. Oh, Javon Carter is about to put him with this game, Gulag. Oh God, man! You know what's gonna happen too. That's Sometimes I just fun. like you, Tyrese. Like, that's a- <laughs> <laughs> what is what is this anti-RJ agenda? It's not even anti-RJ. No. Like, you know, you this know. has been Tyrese for like forever, man. Dude, it's okay, forever. Listen, you- I think he just hates him because he's Canadian. Like Tyrese just doesn't like Canadian people. <laughs> He's down. T- Tyrese is down there. He's all of a sudden like a nationalist, you know. <laughs> he loves America. <laughs> oh my gosh! But um, Ace Ace says that Giannis is like one of those players that Thibs is cool with constantly sending doubles at. Do we think that that might be the game plan? They're just gonna like double him the whole night and just like force the Bucks others to beat them because the Bucks don't that. have much others right now. Yeah, like the Bucks others are Drew. Holiday. My friend, yeah, fuck it. Double him. Let Drew Holiday. Yeah, let Drew. Shots. Yo, Drew Holiday beats us? By all means, go right ahead. If like, Drew Holiday beats happening. us, I'm going to be vexed. Like, I'm not going to be no vexed because I'm going to be like, all right, well, I am going to be pissed because it's Drew Holiday and he fucking sucks. But like, exactly. Like, if Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday. But I'll live with it because it's like, all right, the impossible happened. Drew Holiday beat a basketball team. 
<laughs> like man what is what is this drew's a really good basketball player what are you guys talking about <laughs> i i have been slandering drew since that 2021 finals run like he has pissed me off offensively way when too he much. was the second best player on a team that won the championship you were sl- you were over there slandering him yes because he had so many offensive performances in that net series that i want okay. to peel my skin off of I, I was slandering Chris Middleton. I was like, Chris Middleton don't show up. They were saying he top twenty. I'm like, that net series was like that was like that's where my like disdain for Drew Holiday grew. Man, because... I think I never see people hate on Drew. Like people didn't talk about Drew Holiday. <laughs> and that net series, everyone would just come out of nowhere because everyone, everyone just wants to see the Nets be eliminated and gone with. But then the Bucks were prolonging the series for so long because Drew and Chris could not hit a shot to save them lives outside of wisconsin like it was so annoying i still think it's, it's just weird because i feel like even in, in game I, I know that the nets were shorthanded so like who really cares but mm-hmm. in, in game seven of that series he hit the three and then the go ahead two in game seven so like Still I don't, don't care. I, I guess cool. I just I just I have a soft spot for guy because he just like is quiet and works his ass off. You know, like he's just if he you're hating on Drew Holiday, you can hate on a lot of people. He's quiet, but oh, and loud. you know, and and Jeff, loud. you know, I can hate on a whole lot of people. Man. <laughs> you do. You, that's fair. <laughs> I'm I'm right there. I'm right. Chris Drew, Drew like pissed this. me off because like in the playoffs, it's like last year too i know like he's like forced to be the second option because chris milton is up. like bro like can you like like make a layup please do that like he smoked so much layups he it was as, insane just big and strong as fuck for no reason what the hell are you doing man like he would get to the paint and then get to the rim and like it would just like roll off it's like bro like you got no touch like come on he has this obsession with only using his left hand, which is like one yes, of the it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. Maybe that's something we can exploit in this matchup. But you know, just you know, I rather just let Drew Holiday beat us than having like Giannis go off for like fifty and like that be the headliner. Like let Drew Holiday beat us. You know what? But let, if he actually some, does it, I'll be pissed. That's let some wild better post their their their, their fake. Bets slip that says Drew Holiday. Jordan Award. Jordan Award about to wet us up, dude. <laughs> to uh to address Ace's point about uh doubling more specifically, mm-hmm. I think we've seen tonight, or especially tonight, but we've seen kind of the season that the starting lineup can't do the blitz and recover, double and recover mm-hmm. because they they don't recover, like. Nope. They that that they gave up they they gave up so many just wide open threes trying to double and then their guys don't scramble the way that I mean definitely not the way the bench does but not even the way just like a passable offense can or defense can excuse me yeah for sure yeah I mean Grimes come back please yeah we need we really need Grimes back oh my gosh um. That will do it for all, that will do it for today's show. Hopefully, on Friday when we are back, the Knicks have another win and we are four and one, and we stop the honest somehow. Um, shout out to everyone that tuned in. Make sure y'all like it up. Make sure y'all subscribe. If you are listening on the podcast version, make sure you leave us a rating if you haven't already. Um, and if you'd like to check out the video, be sure to drop off drop by after every Knicks game we go live. We chop it up as you've already heard um links to everything stricken related is in the description links to the site patreon merch 
and Twitter. Make sure you're following us there. Um, and yeah, we're out. Peace.